Well, there we have it. Another Monaco weekend, the one where you can only watch the qualifying and you know the entire race, uh, or at least that would have been the case if the race wasn't an absolute banger. Um, if you just looked at the classification, you could be like, oh, yeah, just another just another Monaco race, another Monaco race. Yes. One, two, three is the same oh, as look. qualifying. Oh, it's the same as I always. I can't up oh, there. He must have just been holding uh, everyone um, up. And, which and he did a little bit. We'll get on. to that. Um, but <laughs> no, it was... It was I was speaking to some friends, and it's like genuinely the best Monaco I've seen across the weekend. Like the the qualifying was unbelievable, and even coming into the race, I was like, even if the race is typical Monaco, um, I that qualifying was enough to to satiate <laughs> for what, yep. what uh, for you know what it was. But then the race sort of even you know we'll get to it in a bit. But even before the rain came, there was still. Uh, it was still interesting enough to to sort of follow. Yes. There was still a little bit of strategy going on, a little bit of back and forth, and um, and then obviously the rain came and and sort of threw everyone through a loop and just just made it a yep. a bit of a worldy of a weekend. So, um, for you know from last year, Monaco nearly being completely off the calendar and being like, oh no, people, we don't we don't like the race, and oh no, we we don't really need Monaco and all this, and everyone's like after this weekend, they're just like, well. Is is it? It's not that bad, is it? It's not a bad weekend. It's not a bad weekend when everyone's close together. When you do yes. have a dominating team, where you kind of know what's going to happen, then unless you get a wild curveball, which I mean, look for how bad Monaco could be. There's generally some sort of curveball, which ends up being either a strategy blunder or you know a pit issue or a, a wheel nut stuck on something like that, which can change it up a little bit. Um, sadly that sometimes happens to maybe the underdog, so it hasn't mm. worked out in the favor of those, like what was like for Bottas and for Ricardo and such, of yeah. course. Um, or, or in the case of Ferrari kind of having a bit of a blunder as well, mm. you know, kind of, uh, caused a few conversation points from last year, but yeah, I mean, heading into this one, we all knew eyes were going to be on quality practice. Everyone seemed to be kind of all over the place, whether you had, weird. you know, a car that you hadn't changed, a car that you changed a lot on. Um, it's not like it was you know there wasn't any kind of weird weather at that point or, or anything else going on just everyone seemed to really be struggling and all over the shop mm. so it kind of went a bit oh like although we can see some drivers are hot here and there going into quality as we hoped it's like what's gonna happen yep. what, what are we what are we what's going on here who's, who's even gonna make it out of q1 q2 q3 i, I don't know so yeah, yeah definitely yeah, it was it was is like you say watching the practice sessions was uh was super intriguing because it looked like you know Max wasn't there at first, like for a little while, and this this does happen a lot. But he was not uh he he was not happy with the car, and there were a lot of drivers and teams that were more comfortable than him a lot lot more quickly uh than than he and the Red Bull. And you were yep. going into that thinking, you know, it is still practice, so there's still that little bit of hope, like oh maybe it is a little bit closer than than we've seen in the past or seen in past races. Um, it still turned out to be the case with that. You know, we'll come to to qualifying and the um, the Q three that could have been, but um, yep. yeah, it was it was very very interesting to watch. One of the things I wanted to uh, touch on really quickly is the um, from practice to qualifying is particularly Alpine and Ocon, where in practice they were sort of where you expect them like at a track like this you know they've they've always relied a lot on their their top end speed um and i know even saying in my preview i was not 
entirely sure where I thought they would be because I thought yes it was it was a lot of you know they're similar to Williams in in the respect that it's it's a lot of uh you know they're more down to the power rather than the uh you know the acceleration and the handling and and, and that side mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. that side of uh that side of things but they've got a they've got a hooked up car here uh, as they showed in qualifying but it was very unassuming in practice and sort of it felt like it came out of nowhere but they just ran you know whatever they needed to they were both very comfortable Ocon obviously particularly so to 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 get a Q3 in the Alpine um around some some very competitive uh drivers also strong um in you know the Ferraris the Astons the Red Bulls uh to a lesser extent the Mercedes I think they were still struggling with bringing all their upgrades still trying to find the right balance but uh yeah it was a hell of a lap to put together and then to bring it home and and get that podium as well is um a, a big um a big fuck you to the, the bosses who basically criticized them uh not yes, a week yes. or two ago i yeah. know they were i know they were saying that and yeah. let's be real again this isn't a standard track right yeah but you wouldn't say he really lucked into it i no. mean as we said in our preview and as we suspected because everyone seemed fairly close and even the gap from the top to the, to the lower middle midfield you you know could theorize might not be that big here um and we thought that might mean that hey if a driver hooks it together and they get their car in order and the mechanics get something that they like then we could see a few you know people um really 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 shine here and mm-hmm. and that's that's what we got right um even heading into quality it was kind of all over the place there seemed to be like both drivers finding that they could really push the limits a lot more than they thought and that the track was progressing mm-hmm. meant that there was times all over the shop from from all cars um you know sometimes the Red Bulls and that would go out early instead of time, but then that was immediately pit by like Haas's and all that. You went, yes. what the hell's going? You know, Haas and, so, and Alpha Tauris oh, yes. and yeah, Alpha Romeos um, and yeah, teams you just would not expect to be up there. Yes. Like even at the end of Q one, it was it was really really weird seeing Yuki P two at the end of Q one. You're like, ha, huh, that's not. I don't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be fair, he, you know that that Alpha Tauri was a lot stronger this weekend. But you see that, and I even went back through the last few years. Like, when was the last time, even in a Q1 or a Q2, um, do you see a team that is arguably like one of the two slowest teams? Yes. Up in like a P2 in Q1s, like you don't see it. Not at mo- like you just you just don't see under it standard non-changing, yeah. non-interrupted conditions, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. On. Pure pace, um, yes. I think, is Q1. Obviously, there's a little more nuance than that, but um, you just don't really see it. And I think that was a testament to just how close, like you say, that midfield was yeah. and how on it you had to be. Because um, if you did make a small mistake, there were three, four, five, six drivers that, you know, they'll just they'll take a tenth and there yeah, you go. You've, yes. You're starting back of the pack instead of towards the front. So, um yeah, super, super exciting in terms of a qualifying um, aspect. But uh, is there any more you and want? Different to- strengths. I was going to say different strengths of different drivers as well. That's and this is essentially what led to really the hype towards the end of qualifying yes, yeah. because we started to see a bit of the trend where um, Max would be like green but not purple in like sector two in particular, mm. um, and then his sector three he'd always be purple even if the start of his light was poor, which kind of built a kind of built a bit of a story going mm. he's obviously got some confidence in that last sector and that's if you see the onboard that's really where you can push and make some time up yeah um and I'll, i guess i'll touch on that in a little bit but um that was really where we saw Ocon and others shine was sometimes in that first sector in that kind of middle sector the slower one where 
you can think maybe you can you can come up with some secret thing or your car you know at super low speeds might do something tricky or you know the drivetrain mm. might work in a certain way where you can pick something up um more power like saw the acceleration like, you know things like yes. that out of those corners 100 yeah, percent. and that's where we saw people like like yuki that were quite strong mm. you know um and others even in strong cars like like stroll that just seemed to kind of struggle and of course Checo that just made a really really dumb error despite being quite consistent here um so it was really all over the place a few guys touching scraping barriers one thing which also went into the race was it seems that they built the cars strong this year there was half a dozen cars you thought from contact that should have retired but they didn't it felt Um, like formula e a little bit like a bit of bumping and barging yes with how strong those cars are a hundred percent um so, I mean, we saw a few things like the Alpha and the Haas just look like a real kind of handful and not that mm. with it, but everyone else, you'd argue, you know, could have could have even been in contention. Even Albon at times seemed yep. seemed pretty hot, even though we thought that car might be a bit iffy, it's but everyone Albon else factor. was really... Um, you never yes, it, it is. Yeah. <laughs> it still keeps going. Yep. Um, and it, as I go, it was that final lap where we saw that... Um, I think Ocon went through first of kind of the three... Um, or the three or four contenders really mm. had. I guess there was, you know, the... The two Ferraris, the the Alpine of Ocon, Alonso and Verstappen, we were kind of looking at. Yes. Um, and yeah, I just remember Ocon's first few sectors looking really strong, and then Alonso kind of pipped those and just mm. had a good last sector. And then it was Max that we were kind of following towards the end. He was kind of half lap behind everyone else, and we saw his sector one, which was which was yellow, and we went, "Oh, mm. this is interesting." And his sector, sector two, two was what, like two point- tenths down. He, I, I, yeah, I so actually like point was like two screaming five at, or two eight or something. I was uh, yes. like watching the TV and I'm just sitting there as yes. I'm watching him through and seeing through sector tones. Like, oh my yes. god, he's two tenths down. Oh my I god, was, it, was, it was like two and a half. Yeah. It was like not even close to two. Um, and it was like, what's he gonna do? Yeah. And you saw him go through, and you saw him kind of sliding around. And even on on the straight, I saw him where he kind of looked like he bumped the wall. I went, oh, is he stuffed <sighs> it? And then he came across and he gets it and he gets it by a fair like, margin. Uh, and even on the radio, he's like, oh my God, I hit the wall. And his engineer's like, who the who cares? You did it. And he's like, oh my God. And I saw Mate. I saw some screenshots someone put up of his lap versus Alonso's. Yes. And it showed where it, when he was turning in or exiting. Mm. And every corner you can see Alonso's, there's a little gap. Max, there's nothing. Nah, he's basically right touching the wall. The wall. Yes. Yeah. It's like in every corner he did that. And you yep. just go like that that... This is the max factor. Mm. This is when we see him really push. Like, yes, he's had some kind of easy, you know, chances to do things here yeah. and there. As we'll get into, maybe his race wasn't cleanest, but I don't think anyone's race was clean, so no. you can't blame him there. But in this raw quality, when we want to see someone up against the wall like he was over two tenths down, mm. and you just see that, and literally riding the wall on the straight, like as close as he could to touch it to not lose that time, yeah. like... Bravo, like the Max factor, you know, yes. that's that's the Schumacher factor, that's the Hamilton factor, that was it, yeah. right? We got to see a perfect example. Yeah. And it was um yeah. uh, even Alonso and, and you know Leclerc who I guess qualified P three and Ocon were all like that was amazing, but Max was just you know, it was skill. It wasn't car, hundred percent skill, thousand yeah. percent he yeah. had to do it. So yeah. Um, that was thrilling. I, I mean, so good. chuffed about it, yeah. you know. I know yeah, I know there's some people that are, you know, upset. Like, oh, Max still dominating everything. And it's like, bro, did you even watch it? Like, It's not the story had, for once. No he way. He had to yeah. work his ass off for that pole. Uh, and yep. he is, like, to be honest, probably the most excited I'll, I'll be to, to see a Max pole this year. Yes. Um, <laughs> because it was just, it was so thrilling and exhilarating um, to, to be watching that. And Monaco can give you that, uh, at least on the Saturday. So um, I, I guess 
Leclerc probably missed out on a bit of an opportunity getting that three place grid drop. Um, the, yes. the Leclerc curse continues. It's uh, the Leclerc curse, yeah. but it was totally his and his engineer's fault. They're yeah. apparently yapping about Max's lap, and then Norris <laughs> is steaming up, and he's like, "Oh, there's someone there." Yep. So, yep. Yep. yes, something about it, but uh, so, so, something about Monaco, something about his hometown that that just doesn't like. Like yeah. I was saying, you know, there was Arthur Leclerc had a big big off going into the wall during qualifying as well and uh, in F2. And uh, the Leclerc name is cursed in Monaco. I'm convinced of it. Uh, until Leclerc wins or does, has has some kind of weekend in wins Monaco. Wins or changes his nationality. Yeah. <laughs> or just even has a weekend without something going wrong in Monaco. I, um, you know... Is their curse? They're a curse family. Yeah. But um, yep. I don't. I don't know that that Ferrari really had the pace of um, like the Assen or the 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 Red Bull. We did. We couldn't really see because the uh, both of them were sort of stuck in trains. Uh, mainly that Ocon train at the start. It was Max. Let's move on to the race. I guess I'm just gonna segue into it. Yeah. Unless you had anything else? You well, to talk before about, we but... even get on with the race, yeah. I think one like like we start the race. We're all talking about T1. What can you do? Alonso is obviously like, yeah, I'm gonna do what I can. But really, mate, what what what? what you know, uh, other than mm. that, we just gotta see how it pans out. Um, I will say, leading up to the weekend and even after quali, people said, oh, there's a very slight chance of rain, but we've always had yeah, slight chances yeah, of rain. It yeah. comes too late, um, which was also a theme in the race, which, which we'll get into. But um, yep. the first thing we saw is that everyone took their tyre blankets off and you looked at the totem pole for the tyres. You went, mm. hold on a second. You're like, everyone's done something different here. And you it's went, oh, place, this yeah. is interesting because... Yep. If everyone goes on the same strategy at Monaco, well, then you're all in a train. There's maybe one instance where you can try undercut, but you think Max is going to be strong. Yep. What, what, you know, we don't really know what's going to happen. And then you saw Max and Alonso on different tyres. You went, mm. okay, yes. even if this patters out, kind of whatever, uh, this is something here. Mm. There, there's something to talk about here. Yeah. Um, so I think you, that already in the formation lap I think you pr- was like getting a bit yeah. giddy. <laughs> yeah, I... Um... You you were probably more optimistic than me because the second I saw yeah. you, uh, the second I saw Alonso on hard tires, I'm just like, I think that's a wasted opportunity. Um, mm. They know that Max and the Red Bull has struggled off the line. They know that Alonso and Aston has been exceptionally strong off the line. They know how important track position is in Monaco. Yet they decided to go a different strategy and put him on the hard and yeah. sacrifice that to maybe pay dividends in in later in the race yes. which if things had gone slightly different would have paid dividends well as it was but, trending yeah it did kind of look like that i mean we can get into it at the top at least yeah max did extend a bit of a lead mm-hmm. it almost seemed to ebb and flow a bit it was interesting because max was consistently pulling out a, a bit of a lead as you might expect well, even then the like I, like for the first sort of even 10 laps like you look at alonso's pace on the hard tires and it was only like two and a half seconds up the road max was like yes. in that first period and you're like he's got a lot of pace on that hard tire compared yes. to max's medium like he's not running yes. away from him um eventually he did start to to pull away so whether he was doing some tire saving early on or um you know sort of there seemed to be a few but... mistakes in that crept in from both of them as well mm. which which was a common theme that up and down the grid um people even in the even even in the dry were finding it you know a little, a little tricky here and there but you're i guess what we saw then pretty quickly was a lot of the midfield runners on the mediums mm. and this almost calls back to the last few races we've had where it's kind of a one-stop medium to hard mm. the medium's quick but really it runs out very quickly while the hard is durable but you're not going to get much pace out of it 
And then, of course, because there was the mix of drivers and although Ocon was following a bit of a train, he was Max could still can get enough of a gap yeah. where Max was saying, these tyres are stuffed. I'm on the ragged edge here. I'm really struggling. We saw him sliding around a lot. Mm. Even if he could get some pace, it was clear that he was, you know, struggling, but he couldn't box because he knew he'd been a train behind some hard runners for 10, 15 laps. Yep. It's over. Alonso goes super long. He then boxes. He's going to get ahead of it with mm. the other, he, you know, you just go, he, he's got it. Um, and that's, that's what we were kind of tracking. And yes. he was slowly pulling out a bit of a gap, a bit of a gap, but then it was, you know, um, and then I guess what made it trickier was when the, almost everyone was confirming what their strategy was. Their engineers were going, hey, we're going to box now, but... There's 10, maybe 15 rain. minutes, yeah. it yeah, maybe, yeah. yes. It was like f- but no one seemed to know. Nah. It, it's the beauty of weather where, where <laughs> yeah. everyone has radars, everyone has, you know, the mm. ability to try and track things. But the reality is science isn't perfect. We yeah. know exactly what the weather's going to do. Even it started to rain, I think it was like behind the track. Mm. And, and, and um, Te- I think it was Ted yep. was just like, oh, if you look behind you, it's raining. But we expect it's going to stay there. There's, yep. there's nothing to say it's going to move towards the track. And then... One lap later, we were on board. It's like, oh, it's raining halfway around the track. And you yeah, went, yeah. what? What do yeah, you mean? Yeah. And then all the drivers are like, uh, water, water. And we're like, mm. uh, uh. And the engineers are like, it's okay. It's just a little bit. And then it will die down. Yep, yep. Yeah. <laughs> and then, I mean, you, you can go through if you want from here. Because it just Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was like, anytime they were talking about rain, I remember when Ted was, was bringing up, oh, there's, you know, there's rain clouds. I'm just sitting there like, shut up, shut up. Yeah, and every time sure it's like, a bit cold. Yeah, ah. but it's, it's not going to rain. <laughs> Don't like, tease every, us. <laughs> every single time, like it was, it felt like, um, you know, we heard uh, team radios of like, oh, there's going to be rain in ten to fifteen minutes, and I feel like we heard that for f- over a forty-five minute period. Yeah, where it's like, oh, there's going like to be rain. rain in, lap sixty yeah, or lap yeah, seventy ra- or something. Lap thirty, you know? lap thirty-five, and then lap thirty-eight comes around, and someone's on the team radio saying, yeah, some light rain, ten to fifteen minutes. It's like. Bro, it's supposed to be raining already. There's not gonna rain. Yeah, like yeah. stop saying it's gonna rain. It's not gonna. And rain. even like it'll be yeah. a bit, bit of a spatter. Not, nothing yeah. to worry about, you know. <laughs> um, and then like when I think it was the I think it was Russell's radio where he came on the radio saying, "Yeah, some light spots of rain." I'm like, that's already more than I expected. Um, but sort of stayed like that for a few laps. Um, and then yeah, like as you said, it just got quite a bit heavier. Um, but so at the time localized to one part of the track so it's like well you can't really come in for inters if it's localized there if it goes away then you're going to be stuck on these inters they're just going to overheat and you're going to have no grip and you're just going to go way too slow so if you could what they were saying you know tiptoe through that section and then get the tires back up to temperature (laughs) and it was amazing because unlike the second or third lap of this when you're on board you saw them racing around at the speed of sound and they would get there and they would just crawl like literally trying so hard not to lock yeah. You know, almost trying to pass each other as well and do a few things. Um, and then you just went, well, the engineers are kind of like, but we think it's just going to stay mm. there. It's not going to get worse. And this is when a few drivers were trying to stop anyway. So it was like, what do you do? Do you, if you have to stop? Do you just wait it out a few more laps? But yeah. a common theme as well when it's wet is if you're on really, really worn um, um, dry tires when it's wet, yep. it's really bad. Yes. The tire does not perform well at all. If you have a new slick and it's kind of hot, at least that that kind of um, flat flash surface, if you like, the mm. not worn surface, as long as you don't aquaplane, is still kind of the best to get contact. Otherwise, if it's yeah. all grainy and rubble, you're only getting partial contact. and it's, it's a lost cause, right? Which was so, very interesting for Max because he was on those worn medium yes. tires and it was what, last Super worn, so he was having yeah. probably the hardest time of anyone. Yeah, and we yeah. started to see a few people banging to the walls, mm. banging to the barriers. We saw Max have quite a whack into the wall and you yeah. think got quite lucky considering. Yeah, um, yeah. And then, of course, everyone started started to box from the back, from the midfield. Mm. Um, 
and and it was really interesting um what what i think um was a really hard strategy call was to say they said if it just stays raining in the area mm. you put on a brand new hot set of tires and you may be well. able to make it yep. through there rather than boxing for an intermediate which is going to be slow everywhere you're probably going to shred it it's not going to last to the end of the race where you could make you know like a fresh medium if you mm. started on the hards last towards the end yeah. um and we saw Alonso come in a lap before Max. I thought he was coming in for was, inters. I genuinely yeah, the thought call was what tires are you going to use? And I, I, I said to myself, I said, I think it's, I think dries are right. And he put on the dries, and even Ted over the thing said, I think dries is right here. Yep. I think it's right. Yep. So it's not like they went onto dries, and you might have gone, what a strategy, blunder, mm. bloody idiot, right? Even yeah. I went, no, I think that's correct. And then within half a lap. Yep. The monsoon comes down and you go, oh, fuck, that's yeah, not right at all. No, <laughs> that's no, not right at all. No. And it was a shame because if you looked at the window. Yep. Um, yep. I was looking very yeah, closely that, at it. It was about yes, 19 I, seconds after his second pit stop that he was behind Max. Yes. Which he means, had to stop yeah, again yeah. and he was about where if he had have just put the inters on and that was the right lap to do it. Exactly Max was the a lap right even lap. later, yep. which yep. is why he lost so much time as well. Mm-hmm. Um, in that then, yeah, the second box and then he came out and he was within a pit distance, but it wasn't enough. And then yep. it was... Yep. Like I said... So he came in yeah. the right lap. They did it. At, but as I yep. say, some people will say he should just put on the wets, mm. but I think I still would have made that call as well to go with the dries it's just yeah. that suddenly it it's shifted over the rest of the track and then yeah hindsight's 2020 isn't it like every yes. people people like armchair experts could always you know look at it and be like oh he should have gone on to the of course he should have gone yes, on to the take the so safe like, strap okay whatever. it's like you, no, but no. you you make that decision then you tell alonzo yes. that we're going on to the intermediates and we know this is the right decision before that happens yeah. and then yeah. find out it stops raining <laughs> and then he gets p5 because everyone else has gone on to you know, yes. onto the, like, or he looks yeah. at that and gone, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I know that Alonso did qu- apparently question it over the radio as well, but yeah, it is. It was exactly the right lap to be a, a knife edge call. Uh, unfortunately, it just went the wrong way for him. But um, yeah, yeah. I think, like you said, when he when he pitted that second time, it was uh, he came out about nineteen seconds behind the pit windows, about twenty twenty one seconds in yeah. Monaco. Um, and like you said, if he had put on the inters, that's the lap that it started to absolutely piss down. Just the perfect Max lap to do it. absolutely lost, you know, let's say eight, ten seconds on that lap. Um, he would have been, you know, nearly ten seconds ahead of Max had he put on those inters. Then yeah. Max would have had to come. He in probably would have been lapping quicker than he did anyway on those yep. on those fresh yep. mediums. Yep. So yeah, for sure. So uh, I know there was a few yes. drivers that that. Um, went onto the wets. I think mainly Perez went onto the wets to test whether or not it was a bit fast of a, yes, enough he, for Max. Yes. We yes. can talk about the struggles of Perez, and let's be <laughs> honest, there's a few other calamities that went on there which we'll touch on. Yeah. I guess we're following the lead battle, and then we'll cover everything else. Yeah, um, yeah. I'll let you. I'll let yes. you cover that if you if you yeah. if you want to. <laughs> yes, with pleasure. I do hero. love my. Yeah. My fallen here in midfield calamity. <laughs> yeah, same. Um, um, but yeah, no. Um, once once that uh, those. Uh, those pit stops eventually happened. At least the the battle out in front sort of did. Uh, it petered out a little bit, but it was still treacherous conditions, so they still had to be very careful and not, um, you know, slide. Like I know, even when the rain started coming, you saw all the people sliding off on the the um, the slick tires, and then people. You see another thing: people are sliding. I was like. He's got the intermediate tires on, and he's still yes. sliding off the track. So it's still yes. not easy conditions to to drive in. But um, yeah, from there it was uh, Max did get his 
let's say relatively comfortable victory, but not without some drama in the process. So, but fair play, oh, yeah. fair play to Red Bull. Um, you know they and and Max for that matter, Max stretching those medium tires as long as they did, as long as he did to be able to wait for this call, um, and yes. then make the call literally on the lap after Alonso made the wrong call. Um, so that way he knew it was the right call. Uh, yeah. Like it was just the way it all worked for them, the way it all panned out for them. It was a perfect sort of execution in that, in that sense. So, um, not without a couple of bumps along the way, but I think like you said, it was like, you'd be hard pressed to find a driver that didn't slide or hit the wall or, you know, have some <clears throat> kind of moment in that yes, race. Yes. Like, yeah. So, um, but yeah, yeah. if you, if you want to, you probably know more about the midfield. I was so engrossed in the top battle, but you probably followed a bit <laughs> no, more. No, I know. Midfield. And I just want to say credit to Ocon. Yep. Who, as I say, didn't yep. luck into it as much as it was Monaco. He also had to drive well in the wet. He had to keep the cars behind. Yep. Almost everyone behind him changed positions and ended up all sorts of different places. Yep. But he um, he kept his head down, worked with his team, made the safe calls, and scored a podium in you know, one of the most complicated Monaco's we've had in a long time. So mm. fully deserved. Same, same I'd say for Alonso, you know, again, I guess he had the benefit of pulling out such a gap over, over Ocon, which um, is, is credit to him. Yes, he's still in a good car, but he still has to build that gap yep. um, to then almost, you know, they make a mistake. He's done the work where it actually didn't matter. He struggled mm. out ahead. So, so still credit to him as well. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. So, but everything else going on, I mean, all we can say is that the Ferraris were here and there, and then they made horrible calls thinking, <laughs> we're not going to put on new drives, we're going to stay out in the old ones, and they both went ice skating yeah. together off the track, so yeah. so they um, well, threw away any chance of, well, of a what, podium. Let's, um, do we want to talk about the signs? Signs Sympathy Corner. We're going back. It's, it's 2022, uh. 2021 again. Um, Signs Sympathy Corner. He was, you know, behind Ocon the whole time going, we've got to time these pits right. We've got to do it right so we can undercut him. Um, I think they tried to, was it they tried to overcut rather than undercut? Or was it the other way around? I don't know. They tried to call him to the pits about seven times, I feel like. Yes. And they're like, oh, yeah, no, stay they had, out. They had dummy uh, calls. Box, yes, box. Oh, yes. stay out. Box, box, stay out. And then they finally yeah. boxed, and he came out behind him, and he was yeah. all like, oh, but, uh, but, 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 yeah. you know, like, what have you done? I don't know. You yeah. should have done this. And they're just like, yeah. just keep your head down, buddy. All right. Yeah. Well, sorry, we'll figure it out, right? Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the reins came out, and he just went, oh, I don't care. I'm just going to fall down from fourth anyway and slide off the track and everything. <laughs> so, um. Yeah. yeah, somehow we, we see almost uh, echoes of last year where um, Hamilton and Russell managed to climb their way back up there. We mm. had um, the classic Russell going, I'm quicker, let me buy, I'm quicker, let me buy. It's yeah. like, buddy, it's like yeah. wet as hell. We don't yeah. think you're going to get 30 when if you let buy Hamilton here. And we're not going to ask you to close up to him to prove you can pass because it's wet. Yep. Let, let's just calm down here. Yep. So he's going to shoot his shot. I guess you could argue his pace, Russell's pace, was actually quite strong compared to Hamilton's, but... Really, they they kind of you know that, that's all they needed no, there, and yeah. I think even Russell, um, if I remember, um, looking at the interval, actually fell behind anyway. I don't remember if he no, he had the five second penalty, so that was what his interval still ended up seventeen behind Hamilton though. Okay, so I don't remember if he yeah. had no because he went off because then he rejoined in front ah, of yes. everyone's yeah, the, favorite yeah, Mexican, rejoined, <laughs> which yeah. we missed. We were like penalty front safe rejoined the pits, yeah, yeah. and then we see him slide off. <laughs> and slide back in in front of Sergio, and you went, oh, and that's where yeah. he lost it. So yes. he did then didn't need to go by Hamilton. Yeah, turned out to be the right choice by Mercedes. There you yes. go. Um, yeah, so. Yes, and that was just one of one of Sergio's great adventures. Of course, <laughs> starting from the back row in Monaco, as we saw with Leclerc from the past, 
it's really hard to make some moves. Yeah. Um, he did kind of... It was interesting because lap one at the hairpin, there was like bumper cars, which is surprising you don't see more often. There yeah. was Hulkenberg sending it like a missile down the inside, I think almost that by was, accident. That was a Forza type move, that way. one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. Full lock and somehow yeah. doesn't smash someone into the barrier. Yeah. And then there's calamity in the chicane with people bumping and smashing and going all sorts, yeah. which is more what you see on uh, online rather than IRL. Yeah, they normally yeah. make it through okay. Um so a lot of drivers came in, I think, to replace wings and because they just said, let's try run the hard to the end because yep. you get some clean air you can run. That's what Checo did. Um, Checo then caught up to the back of, I think it was Stroll almost instantly, yep. but then so did, I think it was Zhao and others that also boxed. So it was kind of like, that didn't matter. And then there was the Sergeant train, the, the Great mm. American Express that was holding people <laughs> up and yep. he was holding them up so bad that actually people found their way past him because yeah. he, was, he was going that tentative and slow. Yep. Um, so... I mean, yes, we knew the Williams wouldn't be strong, and yes, Sergeant's probably like, what am I doing here? Mm. This is probably the worst car to drive around here. Help me. Yeah. Um, so he kind of did well where there was a bit of fighting, but he let them through. Yeah. Um, and then Checo tried to get his arms out. He sent a move on, I think it was Stroll, which was basically go around the outside and overshoot the chicane and tell him that you pushed him off. And yep. it's like, oh, you pushed me off. Um, uh, no. And then later on, it was like, oh, he gave the place back. No, he didn't. He crashed into the back yeah, of Hulkenberg exactly. and then yeah. Stroll got by <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hulkenberg yep. tripped up on the curb. Same same chicane out of the tunnel. He had a little bit of rear wheel spin, and Checo just crashed him. Called it a brake check. Which okay, I'm not. Yeah, I, I know sometimes we say, oh, they're a bit angry in the moment. You can't blame them, but I think that's mm. a little bit like, come on, mate. Yeah, we understand yep. you're frustrated. You don't need to be calling out. He's not brake checking you at the chicane. No. What do you think he's doing? <laughs> um, and Stroll got back by, so it was like. He yep. avoided a penalty he would have gotten that's, anyway, so okay. <laughs> that's what we call, like, divine justice is what yes. happened there, yeah. Perfect, uh, as Alonso would call it, karma. Yeah, yes. karma, yeah, as, yeah definitely. Yes. Um, um, and then uh, kind of a few other jostling. As I said, there was actually some nice moves on Sergeant yeah. from a few drivers, to be fair, yeah, but really then good. the kind of um, wet weather came out and then it was just survival mm. of the fittest, right? Yep. People trying not to die. Um, we saw Stroll just suffer out there, lose his wings, smack into walls. He said, right, that's enough for me. Yeah. Um, Magnuson was out there for 50 laps, still in the dries for whatever I reason. thought um, that was I, odd, yes. <laughs> yeah. Unless they still were coping, saying the rain's about to stop. <laughs> he was still, like, 10 laps later, we went, who's out there on the hard? Yeah. It's Magnuson. Like, yeah. what do you mean? <laughs> He's in last. What? Yeah. So, so, and then weird. I don't remember if he retired because I think he put on wets and he, then crashed. He, so uh, then they had to retire him. Yeah, he, uh, he was technically it, classified. He was on the hards. Yeah. yeah. I think he was on the hards about to box and he just skidded into the wall before the pit lanes. He just had nothing. Um, mm. And I think they got him back out there, but I think the car was just basically done. So they said, let's just park it. It's not worth going on. Yeah. Yep. Um, and if I recall correctly, let me just quickly look this up. Um, well, while you're looking that up, I just wanted to bring a a, a, a comment back from uh, a comment that maybe I'd like to forget, but I'm going to bring it back because it's funnier, you know, recalling it back in the preview when we yes. said um, we made a, a, a jovial, funny comment that oh, there's no way we'd ever pick Nick DeVries for P13 while we ever do that. And then he goes and gets P12 in the qualifying and the race. So <laughs> Fuck me, Woo! fuck me. I guess. Uh, yeah, you know the what? P12, a fair effort it from him. Yes, the good. car looks strong, yeah. but fair effort. Yeah, and Sonoda looked really strong until his brakes decided to. That's not what exist. I was trying to look up. Yes. yes, I forgot that he was running. I think it was P9. He was in the point. McLaren's yeah. behind. Yep. Um, of course, the McLaren's running okay with that 
livery that I still don't understand I what it's supposed I to be other, like other than a livery. cigarette. I don't know what it's supposed to I, look like. <laughs> it was it was like the um, try livery of like their I don't some something. Yeah, about, I no, saw I some know, explanation. I'm like, no, it just looks like a cigarette. Nah, I don't know what the fuck nah. you're talking about. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Yuki was running decent. And then he was apparently having brake problems, and sometimes we hear drivers going, "Oh, brakes going a bit flat," and mm. it, they just, you know, it's just like a heat thing or whatever. Um, yeah. But he was basically saying, "No, this is really bad." And his team in the rain were like, "No, no, push, push!" And he's like, "Are you trying to kill me? You need to take this serious." <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, so you were trying to kill me. Was yeah. the classic Yuki quote. We're trying um, to crash me. Was then, it? Yeah. Yeah, yes. yeah, and then as it turns out, it was a big problem was, because he yeah. really did fall back mm. quite fast from there, yeah. which was a shame because yeah. he deserved that. He as as much as given crap previously, and as at the start of this year, we mm. kind of went, "Look, it's kind of make or break." But is he really going to make? Um, he's kind of showing, you know, that he can do something in a car. As we said, it's pretty poor, especially around Monaco. We need to have your wits about you. Yeah. And up until that point, even in the rain, he was he was doing fine. And it's just a shame that um. His car, his car let him down. It's it's gutting. He's yeah. kind of like you know the the sad story of the race. It's like he you know he he definitely he, deserves he better well. than that. I think yeah, definitely. But um, yes, what that did mean uh, was that you had two McLarens in the points. Uh, I know it's literally Again. the two last points scoring positions, but uh, which was the same as Miami, I think, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Wait, no, Miami was the one where they were really weak, weren't they? What was the one before? Or was that Baku? It was Baku oh, where they were really weak. Oh, before that Baku. Yeah. No, it was it was Miami. Miami, they were weak. And Baku, they got the... Yeah, that's... Yeah, so, I don't know. They're all over the place. Um, But check. maybe they can, more, you know, consistently be in the points a bit more. Um, But yeah, another good drive for, from Oscar, even though Lando had the um had the, the pace over over Piastri. Um. I think to to be only one position um, behind him. I think he. Uh, I think yes. I think Piastri was one of the ones that was on the hards and then pitted straight to the intermediates. I think Lando had to pit twice. Um, yeah. So I think that maybe that changes things a little bit. But you know what? He's he's doing well enough, particularly on a track like Monaco uh, in conditions as tricky as they were. Yeah. Um. I think to he's survive well. is a credit yeah. in itself. Yeah. And he. He barely missed out on um on Q on Q three as well. He he yes, was yep. um, Piastri was P eleven and he was only like two thousandths behind his teammate, which you say around Monaco is a very fair effort. Yeah, you know, if, if Ricardo nothing, had done yeah. that, you would have gone good job. Yep. But you know, yeah. so yeah, exactly. Um, so he's doing he's doing all right. Yep. Yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah, I don't know. There's there's not much else to say except for the fact that I it was just an incredible race and I thoroughly enjoyed all of that. Um. I guess we can talk about. I don't know if we, uh, if if you did any research, but we'll, we'll go on to our favorite. <laughs> Roll the intro. Um... <laughs> yeah, the uh, the FIA technical difficulties. I did have one thing. Unless if you had something you want to talk about, it's not F one. No, I couldn't. But... Yes, I couldn't see anything with F one. I mean. Well. All they really had to do was call things safely, like red flags and that. I mean, we said going into the race, they made that decision on double yellows. I didn't see any... I saw some stages where there were double yellows, mm. and I didn't hear anything in terms of drivers abusing it or such. I mean, it's Monaco, so if there is double yellows in a slower section, it's mm. pretty safe anyway. Um, but no, I, I couldn't recall, and I did have a look and couldn't see anything 
you know, really, really extreme. Um, aside from seeing cars hang from cranes in the middle of the air, but that's normal. That's that's yeah, not that's, something I'm saying yeah. is bad. No, I think that's <laughs> it's the fine. only thing yeah. extreme there. <laughs> so, that was, so F1, I, I noted, was relatively okay. Yes. Uh, F2, however, there is... Uh, a moment that I want to, yeah, you know, you know that moment. I, I read a tiny bit about it, but yeah. I haven't seen it, so I'll let you cover right. it. Right. I so, don't know what's FIA, I don't know what's driver, but you go for it. I think it's, it's. I mean, it's the only thing I could really bring up because I think it's probably a bit of both. Um, yep. I think for those who don't watch the F2, which by the way, you really should. It's fantastic. Probably wasn't quite as good as F1 this weekend, but it was still, still entertaining. Um, but Jack Doohan... Um, had an off uh, up at the I, I don't know the corner names. Um, the like after the f- the the first turn up and sort of around before you get to the real slow fiddly bit. Um, and casino I think is what casino they call it. yeah left hander at least anyway yeah yeah. So he had um an off there after having damage and his car basically went straight into the wall and he was uh perpendicular um with the track so he covered Jesus more than half the track. Uh, I want to say, in an already tight circuit, and they decide, let's throw some double-waved yellows uh, for a oh, while boy. while they put marshals on track, and the car's on fire, and it's, you know, uh, all this. And I think they did eventually throw a safety car. Um, eventually. It, <laughs> it took them a while before they eventually threw a red flag. Uh, not before we had, and this is during the double, double yellows, but it was... Uh, was it Victor Martins? I think it was because yes, yes, it was a blue car. Yeah, so he was coming through, and he admittedly he wasn't going full speed. He had slowed down. He, we saw his onboard. He wasn't going full pace, but he came around the corner, and it is a little bit blind. Comes around, still at quite high speed, and very, very close to hitting uh, Dewan's car, which is stranded uh, on the track yes. and marshals that are all around it as well. Yes. Um, and he gets a drive-through penalty for it, which I think, um, I guess, fair enough, given that, you know, the, you said about the double-waved yellow rules that came into F1. I don't which know. I imagine filters down, yeah. I, yeah, I assume it would, but, um, and I, maybe that's why he got the drive-through penalty. Maybe they're trying to make a big stance on it, and may, maybe that's what they would have done regardless. But um, mm. I think, you know what, fair enough, that's fine. He probably should have been going quite a bit slower through there, given it's a blind corner as well, and given he yes. knows there's double yellows, he would know there's a car on track somewhere. So yes. fine. I would I would blame him for that. Uh the one other thing I would bring to that is why didn't they throw the red flag earlier, knowing that more than half the track was covered and there was almost a certainty that they would have to get marshals on the track, which they ended up having to. Yes. Um, and they obviously ended up having to do the barrier repair. And, you know, they always red flag when they have to do debris cleanup. It was pretty obvious very quickly that they had to do that. Uh, and I feel like if they had just thrown the red flag straight away, this could have just been, the whole thing could have been avoided. Um, yes. But they just did what they normally do and they try and, like... This... Well, you say normally do. They've almost had a trend of being overly safe. Well, that's what I mean. What they what they would normally do as oh, yes, of last yes. year. Like, this is the yes. problem. Is like, I thought they were going to be consistent from now on. It's like, okay, yes. we're going safe. Fine. Throw the red flag. If they had thrown the red flag immediately, fine. Because they're being consistent, um, you know, with, with what, you know, things have happened in, you know, previously this year and what they've, they've, they've set out to uh, achieve in terms of, you know... Uh, 
being more safe but they they kind of went back to their old ways of being like oh no we'll just see how it plays out oh you know they, we can clear that pretty quickly oh no we didn't we can get away with doing safety car but which they ended up throwing the red flag anyway and we almost had mm. a big big accident under double waved yellows uh because they just didn't throw the red flag which i was i saw that like even before they threw the safety car i'm like this is red flag it has to be red flag and then they didn't, and I'm just like, why? Why? Where's Where's the red flag? Yeah. Why are they not throwing the red flag? This is so like textbook red flag. Uh, and I just it just seemed, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. Just seems like typical FAA things to do again. So I know the thing is, if I guess there's two things right. If there was a matter of urgency where they had to get drivers out there immediately because as you say if there was if i didn't i haven't seen it yet depends mm. how big the fire was if it was suddenly a big fire then yes it was engulfing the entire car basically or like yeah, the okay whole back so then the you car, do yes. need to get people out there yep. in that case because it's a blind corner um you would say red flag immediately so then everyone slows down even if it was a case where the car wasn't in immediate danger but still a car lying sideways or but you know and that who knows what's going to happen yeah considering it's across most of the track what you would do before you throw any marshal out there is at least do safety car because yes. the idea of that is then you know that the cars are controlled, the safety car can slow them down heavily through that area, and you know where all the cars are. Mm. If it's just double yellow, although cars could be moving slow, they're still all over the place. Well, the safety car, you know, once it passes through, there's like a minute and a half or two minutes for the marshals to move around before yeah. if they have to, they can move off again, right? Mm. That's often where we see it where we see it used. Um if the car had been gone off down a runoff road and crashed, then maybe you have a double wave yellow because if Marshall's there, yes, yeah. it's down an escape road. Yeah. The likelihood of a car who already has to slow down then going off on escape road is so minimal that yes, that's the purpose of it. Yep. You you could completely eliminate risk, but then every single little touch of a car, you're throwing a red flag, right? Yeah. It's, it's not escape, perfect. Not I, think, to be... I think escape road is definitely yes. a different story, but like when especially in something like dry conditions or whatever right yep. then you say yes yeah, something like that you could do or in the case where if you know like a little piece of something has fallen off on the road to the side of the road right near a marshall mm. stand they might throw a temporary double yellow or even when they know there's the like a fifth yeah. yes yes when they know there's a 15 10 second gap yep. to have a marshall out there in case the marshal doesn't get back in time and then they say there's a double yellow, you've got to slow down but that marshall will only go out there if it's kind of they know they've got so much time for him to get out there and get back. They're not yep. going to, you know, cut it, cut it clean or whatever. Or they'll do the VSC or the safety car if they consider, look, it's on the racing line and we need to clean there's it up. There's no gap. There's going to be know, a puncture. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, yes, there's an urgency to get the marshals out there. But because it's a blind corner, yes, you have the double to slow them down. But that almost instantly should be, as you say, a safety car or a red flag or whatever slows mm. the cars down the most. Because, yes, you have a red flag cars could still be coming through there before there's mm. a there's a period in the first sector where they could still be live on the track mm. they don't all stop they don't all turn around and go back to the pits they still have to go around yeah, yeah. but a red and the yellows there will say seriously slow down the engineers can also get on to say slow down yeah. whereas if it's still yellow only in that area mm. cars can still be moving quick engineers might not have the info in time to say this is what's going on when you know a red or at least a safety car yeah there's more time to neutralize to get information to the teams well the i think red, red flag's important as well because because uh, the second there's a red flag, there's no urgency to be like, oh, I need to keep up the delta, or I need to get back to the yes. pits. I need to or I'm take advantage box to of make this. a strategy call. Exactly. Or yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The red so says neutralize. Yeah. This is the order. Red flag is like this. Yeah. There's no urgency to get around the tracks, so you can slow down. You can start to cool everything down. You can save yeah. those tires. You can you can do all that. So there's more. Uh, it's it's more about 
uh, that that just just slows the pack down because it's beneficial to every party to do that. Yeah. Um, so I think that's yeah. I think it was a misstep uh, from 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 the FIA to make a make the call so late for the red flag. Which it, once once you watch it, it was still a good race. You, you'll watch it and you'll you'll understand where I'm coming from. Saying they should have just thro- they should have thrown the red flag immediately. Yeah. Uh, it seemed very. And they'll review it any time they yeah. have a close incident like that. Of course, they'll they'll have to review it. Um, yeah. So. so I'm just I'm just glad we have uh, an FIA shittery to talk about this week. Unlike well, I'm just glad no one was hurt as well. So that, yes, yeah, I mean, an FIA shittery where no one is hurt is the best kind. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I won't. I won't make do the funny funny intro with the goof music if someone actually gets hurt that's uh no we yes very insensitive but uh when it's them being a bunch of clowns and everyone's okay and happy then you know what i'm gonna i'm i'm gonna shit on you yeah it seems like a cross motorsport Uh, i won't go on too much of a tangent this has been a good long episode you're gonna Um, talk about indy now (laughs) in indycar there was a scary accident right near the end. Um, I I don't remember the I don't remember the cars' colours. I don't remember their their names mm. right off the top of my head. Um, fake motorsport fan. There was quite a huh? <laughs> fake motorsport fan. It was um I think it was Rosenquist was the okay, car that went yeah. off. Um, Felix Rosenquist and I don't remember who the other one was. He was a guy in a pink car, I believe. Mm. Um, I didn't recognise the driver. I don't um, even watch it, so. But Rosenquist had just been passed. He had some dirty air. He slid wide into the wall, which happens. Mm. That's one of the dangers of racing at Indy, and the walls are so close. Um, His steering arm was broken, so he came back on the track. He then tried to keep it on the infield, but unfortunately he spun and came back out. Mm. A car going full speed barely didn't avoid him, and he clipped the car's back tyre. Those cars have tyre tethers, but that tyre went up and it went flying. As you saw it live, it looked like that tire flying very quickly was heading straight for the stands oh, and it cut God. off before you saw what happened. Uh. And there was there was, a, there was a few people on Twitter going, what happened? Um, and when they went back, they verified it was fine. No one was hurt. Um, the tire went up and it had actually luckily just clipped the edge of the catch fence that meant it flew higher than it realistically would have. Mm. Um, otherwise, it probably would have just gone towards the edge of kind of the grandstand there. Instead, it kind of flew over it in between two grandstands and actually ended up landing and bouncing between, I think it was like a golf buggy and a parked car or something and kind of did a bit of damage there, but no one was hurt, thankfully. Um, And it's really hard with Indy, right? Because unless you build a cage over the course, those speeds and everything, um, they do have decent tyre tethers. It's Mm. rare a tyre goes off. It's just that a car hit full force and in a way that it it sheared that tether. Um, Mm. So fortunately, it meant that actually the barrier where it was actually probably did save yeah. a spectator's life or serious injury um, just through a bit of luck. But um, that of course raised raise another investigation, but it was still another kind of scary thing. And I'm not blaming the officials or anything. No, I'm not going to be, you know, someone saying this is always an issue, that, but it seems very freak else, accident sort of stuff. That, that, that sounds that like something you'd an have issue. in bloody final destination. I'm pretty sure it yes. did happen in a final destination. Yeah. That, almost that exact scenario. That would have been yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, and wow. if you didn't watch it though, you should watch the Indy 500 because it was also it was I heard, also I very, had very good, good things. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. You good find weekend a way to of watch that. in general by the yes. sounds of it. So, um, but yeah, that's that's Monaco. We got a, a very quick turnaround. We're going to Spain. Uh, it'll be. I think that one will be interesting because we haven't done testing there this year for I think the first time. Um, 
No so. testing, and a lot of teams have brought upgrades to yes. Monaco. We'll actually be able to put them to the test yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> and even more teams just bringing big updates to to, to Spain as well. So we'll yes. uh, we'll try and cover them if, if that news becomes available by the time we record that one. But uh, yep. again, thanks everyone for listening or, or watching to this one. A little bit of a longer one, but uh, it's just... There's so much to talk about, uh, I feel like, this time, which is not normally what you'd say for Monaco, but uh, we, exactly. we were blessed with this one. But uh, thanks for stick sticking with us with our uh, upload schedule, which has been all over the place. I said it last video as well, <laughs> but we got to try and get back on track and, and get them out a little bit earlier so people can actually enjoy them. I know a lot of people, uh, I'm pretty sure our Miami debrief still has basically no views, but... Um, and I know I know people actually like watching them, so we'll, we'll try and do better to get them out a little bit, a uh, little bit earlier, so people can actually enjoy the um, enjoy the uh, the podcasts. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see you in a couple of days for the uh, the Spain Barcelona uh, preview. Thanks for watching, everyone. Indeed. Thanks for listening. Take care. Ciao.